Hey everyone, welcome out to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Layman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, it's episode 152, and feel free to make fun of me for the way that I said that opening, because I know you got one in the chamber. I could see it on your face. <laughs> you can see that little eyebrow uh, twitch there, whatever I my did. tell is. I did. Well, it's just like you've just been uh, tweaking it up every single week now. Just experimenting, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I, I tweaked it up by adding the episode number in the okay. most recent weeks, which you recall. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I spiced it up a little bit by unfocusing my eyes and losing my place in the script. <laughs> <laughs> See, because how you can tell how much we care anymore. We would have redone that in the past. Now it's like, screw it. Let's screw just keep it. on rolling. Yeah. It's a lot of, there's a lot of, this takes a lot of time. Yeah. You're like Smash Mouth, right? The band. And every time they have to play All-Star, you can tell it just kills them on the inside. So they sort of change it every single time now. Yeah, yeah. It's a Tuesday show. A Tuesday show is a lot less effort than a Monday show. And then a Wednesday show. We've never had to do that. I don't think we've ever done a Wednesday. We've done a, I think we've done it at least one time. But a, a, a Wednesday show has no effort because I don't have time to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> so it just goes up. As is, okay. I'm pretty okay. sure it's. I'm pretty sure we've only had to do it like one time. I was gonna say that must have been a real rare thing because I don't recall doing it. Tuesdays are are my long weekends. I usually push it to Tuesday. But. Yes, yes, which is what we did this time because it was a long weekend. It was the the Labor Daber weekend. And uh, did you get yourself up to anything fun this weekend? Yeah, we were busy. We went to the uh, Paris Fair. It's like not Paris, France, Paris, Ontario, Paris, Ontario. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was good. They had a demolition derby. That was the main reason we went. And we thought Ben would be really into it. And it turns out he was not really. Wes was more into it than Ben was. Wes, he did he fully enjoy the cars and he rooted for the one he uh, wanted to win. He, he was definitely following them around. I had him standing up on my lap with his little earmuffs on and everything. And you could see he was watching the cars as they were doing the figure eights and everything. I think the thing that really ruined it for us is, you know, obviously, I don't know if you've been to a fair or a demolition derby in the last 10 years, but, you know, they get filled up pretty quick and you got to get there a little bit early to get some good seats and stuff. Yeah. So we were there about 30 minutes ahead of the scheduled time. And then the show itself started 30 minutes late. So I, you can imagine a toddler sitting there for an hour doing nothing. Mm. Uh, his, his real patience bar had, had drained substantially. Right. So uh, we want, lasted about two heats of the demolition derby. And then he was like, I'm done. I want to go do something else. I'm going to go ride some rides and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. But it was good. Of course, the tractors were the, uh, the the main event in his mind. He got to sit on them. The only shitty part is that, you know, because of COVID, they lock all the cabs now. Oh, yeah. OK. So you can't sit on any of them. There was one that didn't have a cab. So like every kid at the at the fair was lining up to sit on that <laughs> one. But, but anyway, it was good. It was good. He definitely enjoyed the rides. It's so funny. There's some rides. He just he determines that they're too big for him. So he went on, you know, at, when we went to Wonderland last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, there was one on rides. It was like like a kid version of the one that sort of swings up and swings back. Like the pirate ship? Yeah, like a pirate ship ride. It was a kid version of that, but it kind of sort of swung up a little bit and just sort of spun around and whatever. So there was equivalent one of that at this fair, except it was more of a true pirate ship where you went vertical on both sides, but you were only, I don't know, 10 feet off the ground, right? And he got off that one. He's like, it's, that's too much for me. That's too big, Daddy. I don't want to go in that anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did the bumper cars. Bumper cars with the big the big hit there, Mike. 
when it came to the fair. But uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of it. You guys came, or not you, but your wife and your yes. son came over on, on Friday. So I know yeah. we had fun with that. And then, yeah, my friend Russ came over yesterday. So he was showing off all the things he can do to Russ. And so that was fun for them too. They're having a baby, Mike. I don't know if you knew that. I'm no, announcing I it didn't. to the world what? on their behalf. Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Yeah, so they're having one too. So all of us have kids. Now we can all hang out at a very appropriate time of like 2.30 in the afternoon and you don't have to feel guilty. Yeah, and then also like stop hanging out because it's nap time for all of the children. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, okay, this this event we're doing is going to be 2 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, we have to fit all of this into their nap schedules and done. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said to them, you're going to finally understand why we always leave early all the time. Well, now in that case, you got to fill me in. When you drop this bombshell on me, how far along? Uh, 20 weeks. Uh, yeah so they're due at the end of january and i do actually have permission you know oh (laughs) you've given been given specific yeah yeah our our, our two our two listeners will uh feel very good about the fact that they got to hear this information but uh but anyway yeah so yeah end of january they're due so it'd be exciting it'd be exciting that's nice for them i i have i can't remember because everything that happened at the time is all a blur and i don't remember anything I, they're not far enough to know what the gender is at this point. Right? Oh, no. Yeah, they know. Oh, they know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't reveal that because I don't know. If they yeah, no. 20 weeks it, is but... close enough. Yeah, no. 20 weeks yeah, I think they find out. Is it 16 weeks when you find out? Somewhere between 16 and 20. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Okay. So you won't reveal the gender. Yeah. I don't know if they want that. No. Okay. Well, tell me what the name is then. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gender, as important well that's a gender neutral name taylor it's gonna be taylor yeah <laughs> is it i don't know no. <laughs> i don't think they even know what's gonna be well but, uh, it's taylor now we're gonna refer. yeah yeah it better be uh, yeah this is, this is canon this is this podcast is a canon <laughs> it's, it's podcast. been it's been said there's no going back <laughs> yeah well congratulations to them yeah that that's right congrats to them i know they don't listen but if the odd chance they do, well, you better can. start at number one and go through and learn all of the tips. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, it worked for my other friends. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's good advice. And as far as the kids go, Mike, Ben, of course, I said that he sleeps through the night now without, uh, you know, without diapers and all that type of crap. So he's now decided to take it one step further, Mike. And now he wants to sleep like daddy does. Oh, because daddy only sleeps in his underwear. So Ooh. Ben is insisting. I probably would say maybe two out of every three nights. So he doesn't want his pajamas on. He wants to be like daddy and he wants to have just his underwear. And it's like, dude, daddy's a lot fatter than you are. Like you're going to get really cold. At night. <laughs> Fair enough around like 1230, one o'clock every night that he does it. He gets a little bit cold. And he wants us to put his pajama shirt on and stuff. But it's just kind of cute. It's cute that he wants to mimic his old man, which is yeah, nice. Yeah. And then Wes has really been... Uh, hitting a lot of milestones mike he's gone through like a a mental leap i guess so he's now doing like the reach thing like the pincher grab thing with the index finger and the thumb which has been really good he uh we also have him like standing at his little play table now so his balance is not perfect like we are there hovering behind him but he likes to stand up all the time and balance and kind of beep all the buttons and that kind of thing so uh he's been having a real good time with that and I think that's everything. Still a smiley kid. Way more smiley than Ben ever was. 
<laughs> Ben's a little jerk. And <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Ben made you work for it. Whereas Wes is <laughs> you just like look for Adam and he's just like, ah, oh, hey, it's me. <laughs> he's a lot easier to please. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's that second born thing. They just take whatever morsel of attention they can get. So it's Must like, be it. This is good enough for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, last yeah. week was a very very busy week for William. It was his mm-hmm. his vacation week. And we call it that, even though it wasn't really a vacation. But uh, last Tuesday was William's last day at his old daycare. Right. And both mom and I were like, oh, like the whole time, like his last day. And meanwhile, he's just like, bye. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't. Like, I don't think he really understood what was going on, but like uh, he he left and he was happy. We uh, we got some we, we we had some parting presents for everybody. Like we bought the the staff some snacks and and everything. And just kind of left that behind and we gave him a nice thank you card that mm-hmm. William William colored, which was very nice. I wrote up this very nice card and I sent it to Laura and she's like, "You're gonna make me cry." And I'm like, I cried writing it. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it was sad. It was this big milestone. He's leaving his daycare, right? Yeah. Like. And it was different because, I mean, I know you've left a daycare already, but it was, you know, you kind of got booted out. This was like, we're tearing him away from this daycare. Right. And right. Laura and I also, we were very like, oh, about the whole thing. And again, he didn't he didn't care, but he I got him to draw on it. And I, I really enjoyed that he took a, a blue marker and he was like, I'm drawing the sky. And I'm like, very good, William, you're drawing the sky. Oh, you're done. Okay, that's it. <laughs> like he he just put a blue squiggle in the front. And he was done. That's all he right, did. Right, right. So that was his thank you card to his uh his daycare staff was just this squiggle. But <laughs> Laura, she had the few days off with him, and she she was like, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna get this whole week planned out. So on Wednesday, she took him to the Flying Squirrel Trampoline Park. Yep. Uh, you've been there, right? Uh, I have not, but Ben has been oh, there okay. with Tiff. Yeah, but I'm familiar yeah. with what it is. Yeah. yeah, so he went there, and there's like a blippy video where he goes to basically the same kind of place. Mm-hmm. And William loved it. He had a great time. Laura did not have a great time because we booked the the mo- like the the we had an appointment booked, and the assumption was that the appointment booking was so that for COVID reasons the place wouldn't be packed out the door. And Laura said it was packed at the door. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thankfully, Laura said she found at one point there was a like a specific little little kid area, and she kind of managed to wrangle him into there, and and that kept him uh, kept him pretty contained and away from most of the other kids. He just really liked those pits that are like the big pits full of foam boxes. Oh yes, yeah, the foam pits. Yeah, yeah. He just kept jumping in there, and I'm just like, I want to jump in one of those pits. You know, I'm. <laughs> It does look like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm just stuck at work and like, I want to jump in a foam pit. Anyway, <laughs> Laura decides she's, it's funny because Laura was like, oh, um, if you, if you take a half day, you can come with us and we're going to go to the zoo. And I was way too busy. I couldn't go. So Laura go, takes him straight from the trampoline park to the zoo. And William just couldn't care less about the zoo. Like he's at the zoo and it's like, William, look, there's lions. And he's like, over here are goats. right yeah like you can see goats anywhere anytime like there's lions here yeah 
yeah, there's chickens in the bushes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he's more familiar with these farm animals. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to see the farm animals. There was a, a small park as well, like with like a jungle gym and stuff. And mm-hmm. and he saw that and he's like, oh, this is all I need. I don't need to look at tigers or anything like that or the zebras. No, 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 no. Who needs to look at this? There's a park here. <laughs> right. So Laura said it was a little little bit of a frustrating day because he also didn't nap so by the end of the zoo he was just a nightmare oh, okay yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so that was the, that was the first day of william's vacation but it was okay because the second day of william's vacation he was supposed to go in and have an appointment at the new daycare he was supposed to go in uh, and check it out for mm-hmm. two hours he would go in and he'd meet everybody and oh no they closed for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the William curse continues. At least he didn't have to get a test this time. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. thankfully we we weren't there. They but they messaged us the night before and they're like, "Sorry, we haven't told you because we've been focused on other things. You can't come in tomorrow. William's class is closed because of COVID. We will reopen on Tuesday, so you can still come by on Tuesday." We're like, "Well, at least there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could still get him in on his first day." But instead of our plan of easing him into the new daycare with these visits, He's just going in cold turkey. And we're like, oh, no, what are we? Is he going to be OK? Well, I don't know. We'll see on we'll see on Tuesday. And then the weekend took on a, a whole new. Well, actually, before I before I get into the weekend, as you mentioned earlier, William and came over to visit with Ben and Wes and, and you got out of work early and you were there and I was here building a bed. I know, Mike. <laughs> what the hell, man? Well, apparently no one knew you were going to be there. So I, I and I needed to uh, uh, sleep in my bed. So I <laughs> I built my bed instead of coming. But yeah, so the, and then so the entire night was spent like Laura ended up going because her sister's getting married, which I've mentioned before. Laura is officially maid of honor. They had their first wedding meeting on Friday night. So after I spent the afternoon building the bed, I spent the evening cleaning up all of the boxes <laughs> by myself because Laura immediately had to, she, she came home and then immediately left again. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that doesn't sound too equitable, Mike, but uh, that was fun. And then on Saturday we awoke very early to a very unhappy William. William was complaining about an ailment with a certain part of his body. And I will spare you all of the details, but we ended up taking William to Mac I right. didn't get I didn't get to go because of the COVID res- regulations, so I just basically sat at home and like waited for for updates. But uh, thankfully, nobody was there, so it was for a hospital visit very quick, only three hours. Uh, so, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. As depressing as that is, that's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. So William was there, and and he had uh, he had some tests done, and they 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 figured out that he was okay. But there's something that we need to watch out for in the future which isn't super serious but it's just kind of like you know you need to keep an eye on it so he's not sick he's not on any medications or anything like that but because of where it was and what it entailed it taught william to potty train so he is officially potty trained now yeah we basically stopped completely trying to potty train william yeah and now like he came home from the hospital and he's just like, I got a potty. And we're like, okay, well, you got a diaper on. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to pee in a diaper. I want to pee on the potty. So we're like, okay. And we sat him down on the potty and, and off he went like immediately. It's like the first time we didn't have to sit there and, and, you know, try and coax him for right. an hour and then nothing happens. 
he he literally sat down, peed, and then he's like, "All done, yay!" And we're like, "What the hell just happened?" And then and then <laughs> and then it continued like all weekend, all weekend. We had didn't have a we didn't have any accidents until my parents came over on Monday, and he was so distracted by them, he wasn't paying sure, attention. Yeah, and that shit happens. Yeah. But but he 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 every time he had to pee, with the exception of that one time, he just was like, got to go to the potty and we'd take him to the potty. He'd sit down and he'd pee. And then we'd take the potty to the, to the bathroom and he'd help flush it. And, and he was pooping in there with no problems. We had one poop accident where he pooped in his underwear because we switched to underwear because he doesn't want to be in diapers. So now William is officially only in underwear throughout the day, diapers at night, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So uh, did his daycare continue doing it? Well, that, that's the thing. Like we never told the other daycare to stop. Because we were told by the new daycare, they're like, oh, yeah, don't even worry about it. We'll we'll do it when he gets here. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds great to us. But we never we never told the others to stop. But they never were like, oh, yeah, William was, you know, he was on the potty today and he had peas and stuff. That never, ever came up. It was never okay. mentioned. So we just assumed that nothing was happening. And then the other day he comes home from the hospital and he's just like, got to pee in the potty, got to pee in the potty. And and he's been doing it ever since. Like, man. He's it's almost as if he's like afraid to pee in a diaper, which I think is the motivation for him to actually use a potty. Right. There, there was a, a the the next night he like woke up in the middle of the night and and he was like, got to pee, got to pee. And we're like, OK, well, let's take you over to the potty. And then the next morning he wouldn't he wouldn't pee until we switched him into to underwear. Sure. So, so, yeah, I think he's like actually like a, he's afraid to pee in a diaper, which is just. Hey, well, it, hey. <laughs> It works because I mean, now he does. Now he doesn't pee in a diaper. He just pees on the potty, and he's yeah. very good at he's very good at calling it out. And it was just, what the hell? Where did this come from? Yeah, that's amazing. It's got. I mean, the daycare has got to be continuing doing it, or maybe because he's in that bigger class, he sees other kids doing it all the time. But my my thought my thought was that because of what happened, yeah, he's now more of aware of the sensation of peeing. Sure. Like, because he was all like, oh, no, like this hurts, you know, and now it's like, oh, it doesn't hurt if I pee into the potty versus when I peed into the diaper. So when I feel like I have to pee, I got to get to the, to the potty. So like, that's right. that's what he does now. It's 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 interesting. It just kind of happened. We were like, what? <laughs> I was, I was going to say, because like really your potty training efforts were like a Saturday afternoon and that was it, right? Like yeah. that was uh, virtually all you did. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So man, well, write a book, Mike, cause you make millions <laughs> off this. Yeah. yeah. Just, this is how you make your kid sick enough to potty train himself. <laughs> yeah. When he pees, just slap him on the butt and then he knows he doesn't want to do that anymore. Uh, right? yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so crazy. Well, Hey, that's good. No diapers makes your life so much easier. Yeah. But, uh, as I said though, he, if he gets distracted, he can still have accidents. Which happened today because yeah. he started his new daycare today. Okay, okay. And how did that go? How was the transition and everything? So Laura and I were all afraid because like he'd been all his vacation. He's talking about, oh yeah, gonna see Eloise, gonna see Miss Britt, all of the people from his old place, right? right. He's just naming them off, and he's excited to see them. And we're like, yeah, we're going to new school today. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah they don't have attachments the way we do yeah. yeah didn't care didn't care we took him in a new place we're like okay go with this lady down the hall and he's like okay off he went mm -hmm. and then when we came and got him at the end of the day 
he was outside playing and, and they went and they got him and he came running in and he saw us and he ran over and he gave us a big hug and we're like, okay, William, time to go home. He's like, no, going back outside. And he like ran, tried to go back, <laughs> tried to go back outside. We're like, no, you're, you're coming home. And he got like yeah. real upset and started crying. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, that's good though. I mean, did he have any hesitant hesitancy at the door or anything, or it was no. just another day at the office? Kind so of it was another day at the office for that kid. He just walked in ready to go. And we're like, this is your new school. And he's like, okay, like, what? <laughs> but he's a big guy now, Mike. He pees in the potty. He doesn't need you anymore. Yeah. He's, yeah he's, well, he's grown up now. Again, as I said, that he did have an accident today and they switched him out of underwear because he ran out of underwear. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He didn't have the backup, but he, I think it was just because he was so distracted by what all was all going oh, on. I'm sure. Yeah. Apparently some of the kids in his room were not having a good day because he was not the only new kid starting today. Mm-hmm. They said that there were a few kids that had uh, they were having issues and he just kind of stood there and stared at them. And I guess he was so distracted by these kids crying. He just his pants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just picturing this scene just like, oh, my God. I have to do something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, actually speaking of what you just said, we've definitely reached the point where we need to start watching what we say because my parents were over and we were talking to them and William was just sitting there and he was watching Blippi and we, we just assumed, you know, he's in Blippi mode. He's just Mm -hmm. not paying attention to anything that's going on. And, and Laura's like, Oh my God. And then William just goes, Oh my God. And everyone starts laughing. So he's just like, Oh my God. Oh Oh my God. Like over and over and over again. So yeah, we really need to start watching what we're, what we're saying. And Laura said it again tonight. And I'm like, we don't say that anymore. I know. Yeah. Ben, uh, well, Henry says, Oh my God. And then the two of them were hanging out one day and Ben started saying it. I'm like, I hate this. Uh (laughs) Go back to, Oh my goodness. Or, Oh my gosh. Or something like that. It's funny, like they'll just pick up something that like from somebody else, like perfect example, William comes home from daycare today and he keeps going, no way. And we're like, when the hell has anyone ever said no way around you? Yeah. <laughs> like where, who did you pick this up from? Like, it was weird. Yeah, no, it's too funny. Yeah, ben started saying darn it today because my dad said darn it about something. I'm just like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't like this, but uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. They're little mimics at a certain point. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on with William. And it's it's exciting. And hopefully uh, we continue on that path. I don't think he napped well today, though. Like mm-hmm. at, at daycare, I think it was the whole place was all new and exciting. And he just didn't nap. And that made for a fun evening. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> True enough. True yeah. Enough. But anyway, enough about that. He's in bed. We're not going to worry about that anymore. Let's talk some stories, shall we? Yeah, let's do it, Mike. What do you want to talk about first? Okay, well, real quick, I forgot. I didn't even talk about this with you beforehand. I completely forgot until I remembered right now. This weekend was also AEW's All Out. Adam oh, Cole yeah. and Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, debuted mm-hmm. within minutes of each other on on the at the end of the show. I only bring that up because we brought that up as a big topic a couple weeks ago, and it would be foolish to not acknowledge that they actually arrived. Like... For example, if we're someone were say to debut in the company and not talk about it for two weeks. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah, I heard. Did did you pay for the show? The pay-per-view? I didn't. I watched. No. I was watching because, of course, everybody's just posting shit all over the Internet. Yeah. So I watched I watched a lot of the highlights on Twitter like minutes after they happened. <laughs> I it, I had heard so many good things about the show. 
that people were saying it was one of the best pay-per-views, not only of the year, but like in the last, you know, X number of years. And it was so great. And, and I saw the highlights of when Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, AKA Daniel Bryan, you know, came out and man, it just seems like it's going to be a real hot place to work for the next little bit. And I, I actually really liked what Daniel, Br- I don't know. What do you want to call him? Brian Danielson. I guess Brian Danielson is, is we, his real name. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's his AEW name that he's going to go by, too. And I actually really liked what he said because, you know, I feel like AEW was getting a little bit of the kind of getting described as like it's all these ex-WWE guys who sort of left, you know, because they had like a chip on their shoulder and they got released or, you know, they had like the CM Punk kind of story where they mistreated me and blah, blah, blah. Like they're all like resentful of WWE. Yeah, but I liked what Daniel, Brian Danielson said, and it's like, no, I loved my time in WWE, and I got pushed all the way to the top, and it was great. They treated me very fairly, but I really, I liked what was happening here, and I really wanted to be a part of what they had built, and I thought that was a a very good, like a very positive spin on all this stuff. Right? It's mm-hmm. not just these resentful guys. It's like, no, like this is awesome, and I want to be part of it all. Right? Yeah. It, oh, it's it's funny because I, it, I don't know if you saw the rumors, but somebody else might be a part of it in the coming months. Oh, who have you heard now? I was it, it broke earlier tonight. Okay, a, a website broke that Kevin Owens' contract is up a lot sooner than people think it is. Oh, and Kevin Owens changed on his Twitter bio his location to almost there. Oh, and. And he tweeted and then deleted the tweet that was latitude and longitude coordinates. Mm -hmm. And those latitude and longitude coordinates pointed to Mount Rushmore. And Mount Rushmore was the name of a stable that Kevin Owens was in with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks in Ring of Honor. (laughs) Oh, juicy. Man, if that happens... I'm I'm all in on AEW. Yeah, I love Kevin Owens, and it would be and it'd be amazing to to start watching if he's because he'd be back. I guarantee if he goes back or he goes to AEW, he's going to be Kevin Steen again. So. Oh yeah, and do you think Sami Zayn would go? I feel like Sami Zayn I, would go. With I mean, him. I think me they're like interchange or like they're like one and the same, right? If yeah. one goes, they both go. Yeah, yeah, man, like sh- that would be amazing. <laughs> they have so many awesome guys, right? And yeah, you know, they're not young necessarily, but they're also not you know. 45 years old like at the real tail end of their career right it's it's not it's definitely not tna because tna when it first started it was all like 50 year old wrestlers like Mm -hmm. like the main event is two dudes with gray hair you know (laughs) like yeah exactly well i mean there's a place for like i'm chris jericho obviously he was one of the big signings off the top and he's what 49 or something yeah Yeah, i think he might have just turned 50 actually yeah which i mean you're gonna have a couple gray hair guys to just sort of get the hype up but they're really they're not building the whole show around them they're just like you know, using them as a spice, right? Like that's yeah. how I find that they're doing it. But yeah, yeah. But hey, speaking of uh, of building things up and things that we actually talked about before the show that we said we were talking about, YouTube is starting to try to bolster its streaming community by raiding some big names off of Twitch. Yeah, we we haven't talked about the streaming wars in a long time, Mike. Yeah, we figured the streaming wars were over with the death of Mixer, but no, they're back and and better than ever, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
Well, we, we had talked a while back that YouTube was really starting to make a play. And, you know, they picked up a couple people from Twitch a couple years ago. But, you know, uh, names like Courage JD and, and Valkyrie and stuff who are, I think, became more popular on YouTube than they ever were on Twitch. But they weren't huge names, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but... Uh, it was released what last week that uh, streamers Doctor Lupo and Tim the Tatman, who are huge Twitch like stalwart characters, have yeah. made the jump over to YouTube. That's um, right. And this they also so they joined the previous people, and Doctor Disrespect has kind of wormed his way back into the world, and he's a YouTube guy as well. Although I don't he think he has a deal; he's just there. Um, but like these are a lot of like huge legacy names like chris jericho's of yes the, the chris uh, jericho's of, twitch. <laughs> of the streaming community right like these are big guys who grow up on on twitch and they were like twitch through and through and then they made the jump so i'm not sure if it was a matter of them maybe growing tired of the twitch thing or you know was the dollar amount just that big and they decided to cash out but it it, it does really make a ripple through this it's not like when Ninja went to Mixer, like this unknown platform, like YouTube is big. YouTube makes up what? I think 20 or 30% of the streaming market right now. Yeah. And actually the one thing that I was reading that, that makes it, I, I think this is something that makes it really enticing is I'm pretty sure both Dr. Lupo and Tim, the Tatman are both parents. Like they yes. both have, they both have families. And one of the things that was mentioned is part of their new deal is they don't have to stream as often. Okay. So, I mean, if they get more time to spend with their families, then that's probably a great reason to leave. Unless they hate their families. (laughs) Yeah. Like you and I, that's why we keep doing this podcast. That's right. So we can stay away from them. (laughs) After they go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that could very well be it. It it is. uh, It is interesting. I tuned into their debut streams and certainly the numbers did not seem to be taking any sort of hit. I think. Tim the Tatman had like 150,000 users like watching him at the first time, which is, I don't know, like 100,000 more than his average amount. So, you know, clearly people have followed them over. I know that would certainly be a fear is leaving your fan base behind and, and trying to build a new one. But it looks like the fan base followed, which is exciting. Yeah. And actually, another thing that I, I, I saw was this whole thing with Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect was banished from twitch mm-hmm. in in a way that is still like a mystery which apparently he says they figured out what it is and they're suing twitch for breach of contract so hopefully when that lawsuit goes live we'll find out what the hell happened there because that's yeah. a real unsolved mystery but something that happened with the dr lupo stuff and then also tim the Tatman as well is they've been streaming with him mm-hmm. and that's something they were not allowed to do when when they were on Twitch, because that was like this basic thing I, I that I saw was that like, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to stream with Dr. Disrespect. Like it's 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 not allowed. And the, all of a sudden these guys are like, well, whatever. Like there were there were other streamers on YouTube that people like Dr. Lupo and Tim the Tatman were streaming with and they, they didn't care. But oh, no, Dr. Disrespect, you can't stream with him. Yeah. But now they're streaming with him again. So that can't hurt the numbers for anybody. So. No, exactly. It's like the big four basically now on on this platform. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I again, I want to know if Twitch feels this. You know, do you think Twitch will notice it, or are they just so big that you know it's like Walmart? You pull a product off the shelf. Oh well, we have a hundred thousand more that we can use to fill the spot. I think the timing of it 
is what really would might make them like think about it mm-hmm. because also there's that whole thing we we didn't talk about it but there was the day off twitch campaign that happened because of all the hate raids that were happening so right. for anyone who doesn't know because we haven't talked about it on the show if this is the only source of news you have i'm sorry we can't cover everything but there uh twitch has had a lot of problems with hate raids where streamers of like they added a bunch of ex, like inclusivity tags that were like black lgbt trans female all sorts of things to just help people gain an audience that they that, you know people who were like you know no nobody follows me because i'm i'm this community like but people could want to follow me so you should provide them the tags so that they can find me well people were using these tags to to do very mean hateful things where for example a creator who is black their their stream their chat would f- suddenly fill up with bots that were saying specific words that we will not repeat mm-hmm. uh, or and uh, other slurs that were happening in, in other people's uh, chats as well well they did this campaign called a day off twitch where the you know people would leave to not stream on twitch they're like no streaming on twitch no watching twitch get you know kind of hit them in their wallet kind of a thing and, and show them that this is this is a big thing and I mean, we could really go into the, the deepness of how well that campaign did, because apparently there was a lot of big name streamers that are like, well, this doesn't affect me, so I'm not going to take the day off. And it was like, oh, buddy, you're missing the point entirely. <laughs> yeah. Missing the point entirely. And uh, so it wasn't 100 percent successful, but they did put out like a statement that was like, here's the things we're going to try and, and do better. And some people were like, it's a start, you know, like it's not, you could be doing a better job of like mitigating these hate raids, but like, I guess this is better than doing nothing. At least you're showing an effort kind of a thing. Right. So I feel like big hits like that. Cause that was the thing. Tim, the tap man said that he was going to take, he was going to take that day off. And people were like, is he part of this day off Twitch thing? Cause it was the same day. And then it was the next day was, he announced that he was going to YouTube. So, but which he didn't, he didn't stream at all that day. He just happened to announce that he was going to YouTube that day. So it was kind of like, Oh, there's this big hit. Oh, here's another big hit on the same day. And this is only a couple days after the other big hit of losing Dr. Lupo. So mm-hmm. yeah, they've been taking it on the chin. So, I mean, maybe they are starting to sweat. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them get knocked down a peg. That's for sure. I mean, I think they've, I think they've been coasting a little bit on just the fact that they are the king and they haven't been implementing anything. Like, you know, they've been, you know, they've had a lot of DMCA problems or is it DMCA? Yeah, DMCA problems. I know they've had all these hate raids. They've had a lot of like racist and sexist stuff going on there. They've had like sort of uh, porn light problems that they've been having yes. with their just chatting things. And so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is the slap in the face that they need. Not that I, I'm really cheering for them, but uh, yeah, yeah we'll I, I, I saw a thing that somebody said where it was like, we should start referring to it as Amazon's Twitch. And then maybe more people will be like, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting, Mike. But uh, well, speaking of our good buddy, Dr. Disrespect, as long as that lawsuit doesn't turn out to be something awful, he is actually looking, Mike, to start his own gaming company which is an interesting choice for a streamer. I mean, obviously, streamers 
play a very big role in i would say the launch of major titles now there's always streaming partners and it's kind of you know debatably one of the best ways to get your game out there is have one of these big guys pick it up and play it for a while yeah just look at Um, among us yeah among us is a great example i think splitgate is also a good example where they got a couple streamers on there all of a sudden it's blown up but you know one thing that all streamers seem to have in common is very strong opinions about every video game that they play Mm-hmm. You know, Mike, this this weapon is too overpowered or too underpowered or this meta or this strategy is is wrong and doesn't fit into my thing. So what apparently his gaming studio, what he would like to do is work with streamers and build sort of their game, like the dream game for each of these streamers. And I'm I just I can't imagine this is a great idea, but I, I'd like to hear your opinion if you think this is a good idea or not. So I don't know if Dr. Disrespect is aware, mm-hmm. but game design is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they make a lot of money. They definitely do. And he is a former developer. I think he was a designer for, you know, Call of Duty and stuff back in the game. So I think like he has some idea of what's involved, but yeah, I, I just, yeah. It depends on the t- are, are these streamers or their dream games like Stardew Valley because that's going to be a lot easier to do than you know <laughs> I'm going to make my own version of COD you know like yeah I'm I'm imagining it is the latter not the former but uh, who knows right yeah it, it should be interesting to see what games who who do you think is the person who makes like me the game you know like if it, it's the doctor disrespect game where doctor <laughs> you, you play as doctor disrespect yeah, yeah. and he's the I, coolest guy in the world i would imagine it'd be doctor disrespect himself would probably be the, the probably to do that yeah the champions or a champions club game or something like that but yeah yeah i can only imagine i i would i would like to give people the benefit of the doubt and suggest that yeah they will design properly rounded games and everything and not stuff that like fits specifically into this one mold so that you can become a god at this game and everything like that but uh i am not going to hold my breath on that one yeah (laughs) good times well Mm -hmm. hey you know who else is holding their breath uh, Chinese children just waiting for their opportunity to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a bit of a, an older story, but China has limited the amount of time that kids are allowed to play video games online video games. I should specifically state to three hours a week, and they, it's not like oh, well I'll take three hours on Monday or I'll take an hour on Monday or an hour on Thursday and maybe an hour on Sunday. No, they dictate the time frame where you are able to do it. It's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday or something like that. And it's really funny because this is a bit of an older story, but I don't know if you've seen, there are certain popular games in China that have become unplayable during this three hour period, like during this period because of all of the people suddenly jumping on to, to, because it's, they have their three hours available. Oh, are they, they're DDoSing <laughs> the yeah. game? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because previously China had instituted, I think it was an hour and a half a day. Um, and I feel like the weekends were kind of like a just do what the hell you want sort of deal. Um, yeah. But certainly I think they're taking the approach of many boomer parents where they're like, well, video games are ruining the children. And this is the way that we can stop it by completely mandating exactly how much time they have. I 
I mean, in terms of how this is going to sort of improve their child's lives, I have my doubts that mm-hmm. it's going to make any difference. I mean, I don't necessarily think playing games is any worse than, you know, reading books or just listening to music or isolating yourself in one way or another. I mean, I, I don't know about you when William grows older. Like, did you, when you were younger, did you have video game limits and stuff on you? I don't remember ever having limits. Yeah. I remember my parents being at a point where like, you've been doing this too long, go do something else, you know, but I can't remember them ever being like, this is the amount of time you get per day, per week or anything like that. And it's it's funny because like a perfect example is Nintendo has like an app that you can like put on parental controls that are like, oh, you can only play between this time and this way. And and it's it's different in the sense of like, oh, this is me doing this to my child. This is like, no, this is the government doing it to my child. Yeah. And, but but like that kind of stuff is available just even even here. And I mean, on one hand, I plan when it comes down to it, like I, I, I'll be looking at the amount of time William spends playing a game because right now right. I get I get monthly reports that's like, well, Laura played Animal Crossing a bit this month. But I could limit her time if I really wanted to. I could just be like, no playing. Practice on Laura before William gets there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not like she's playing it all the time. But I mean, it's funny that I have that option because of the parental controls are all under my my name. Mm -hmm. But like even the PlayStation stuff, like I have. It's funny. I I, we've talked about this on the show before when we did our birth announcements. We did a an account. We made an account on the PlayStation for William, so Mm -hmm. William has his own PlayStation account, even though he's you know, a two year old. Right. right. <laughs> but, but what I can do is I can set permissions for him. So there's certain games that he can and can't play and, or, or he can't go into the store and use a credit card, things like that. So like, that's the stuff that I think I might be more inclined to do. Like you can, you can play, but you know, don't play this. Obviously, well, and don't sure. Play yeah, Doom is not going to be his first game that he plays. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's quite different versus how we could play a, a game that wasn't supposed to be for us versus you know how they could play. Perfect example. Perfect example. I can use the same game as an example. When I was a kid, I was too young to play Resident Evil Two, but I mm-hmm. still managed to get a copy and play Resident Evil Two. They've remade Resident Evil 2. The copy of Resident Evil 2 from now is significantly more graphic and more realistic than what I had when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had, you know, a stick man made of cubes that would lean onto another stick man made of cubes and there'd be a blood splatter like like sprite sure appeared you know that's what i would see and i'd be like oh no so gory and meanwhile like there are literally scenes in the new game where people have like skin flayed off their face (laughs) and it's like yeah that's for kids you know so i I think i will be paying a little more attention to those parental you know controls when it comes time to to play a game with william i actually got a game with the intention to play it with william we'll see if it ever actually happens if you you can keep the the attention span i bought one of the lego games one of the lego one of the lego marvel games because william's a big fan of the comic stuff so we'll see if he ever actually gets around to playing it it's i don't know we'll at one point we'll figure out a time and be like william let's give this a shot and see how he does it'll either be an enormous success or terrible because i we've we've thrown a few games at him before and 
he just didn't care for whatever it was. I, I tried to get him to play Super Mario. He died at the first Goomba and it was like, I'm done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that's a pretty advanced game for them. But I, I don't know. Like, I, Obviously, I'm going to be the same as you. I don't I'm not going to let him play Doom right off the bat. So certainly, I'll it'll be age appropriate games and, and whatever. I'm sure I'll still be playing Rocket League five years from now. You can play that one. But uh, as far as like the hours per day, like we were limited at my parents house. Like wasn't like okay it's been 60 minutes now you're done like china is going to do yeah but certainly it was you know when when mom decided you had enough that's when you had enough that sort of thing and i don't know to me it almost i know it's like a child psychology thing is okay you're only allowed to have two marshmallows and so you're that's a kid you're like you eat those two marshmallows right away whereas right. if it's here's a whole bowl you can have as many as you want most of the time kids will just straight up ignore it or yeah. they'll have one and then they'll go do about you know what they're gonna do so I think my approach would be more fluid. Like, yeah, you can play as much as you want within reason. You know, if, if it starts creeping up there, like two hours, three hours, four hours a day, it's like, okay, well, you know, we should probably do something about that. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not necessarily on board with mandating time. I don't know if that necessarily solves the problem or just makes it worse, right? Because I'm sure all these Chinese kids are going to be clamoring for that hour and a half that they can get on there. And like you said, I mean, they're already taking down game services because everybody's trying to get on at the same time. So it's almost, I mean, it's almost proving the point to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how that uh, that pans out. And thankfully, you and I didn't say anything that's going to get us on a list. Oh, maybe that was it. That's the thing that's going to get us on a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not allowed into China. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to uh, to spending time playing games, maybe maybe the the real deterrent to spending too much time playing a game is actually being able to find and play a console, because it was uh, announced by Toshiba. Well, not really announced, but just. They spoke up about it, that the chip shortages that uh, that have been plaguing the releases of the the new fancy consoles and the new PCs and all of that stuff. Those are probably going to continue into 2023. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's insane that like, I mean, I get it. Like there's some problems going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And and, but like of all the stuff. That just I, I was not expecting it to be like, oh, by the way, these computer chips that are in absolutely everything is going to affect everything because because in the way I'm we're looking at it, we're looking at it through the lens of it's still going to be hard to find a PS5 and an Xbox Series X or a Series S until 2023 but meanwhile i'm also seeing things like yeah it's hard to get a robot vacuum right now <laughs> like like yeah because well, they it, use the same stuff well that's exactly it i mean we i've talked about graphics cards and stuff on here before like they are impossible to find and if you find one you're gonna pay you know 2x 3x the the msrp right which is ridiculous and i mean i'll tell you for work stuff i'm ordering laptops now three months in advance you know which is absolutely insane you know usually it's like a week maybe two weeks in advance but i'm i'm, I'm really aiming down the uh, the road here and i'm just i'm surprised that the shortage is lasting for like the the length that it is because i keep hearing 2023 as well you know you would think this pandemic's only been a year and a half how is it delaying things like three years you know yeah yeah it's crazy like I mean, I know there was that thing with the boat, too, where the boat got stuck in the canal and delayed a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. Apparently, that's part of the reason that my furniture still hasn't shown up. Like the couch that we ordered is because of that boat 
stupid boat. <laughs> but <laughs> did you see the thing where that boat went back through the canal and people were like, man, that captain has got a chance to do something real funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd kind of be, it'd be pretty entertaining if that happened again. But yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Mike, I, I know you're not big on scalping and stuff, but knowing what you know with these chip shortages, would you sell your PS5 for like $1,500? No, <laughs> because I am enjoying my PS5 too much. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's funny because I, I see a lot of people who are complaining about like, oh, there's no real reason to own a PS5, but that's not what you really see when when you see any sort of post. Look at any, any posts on twitter by sony it could be mm. about like hey there's a mortal Kombat 11 tournament happening this weekend all of the comments are why can't i buy a ps5 make more ps5s like yeah. all of them and like as much as people are like you know well there's still no games to play because really there a lot of the games have been delayed so there there there's no there's no exclusive first party playstation game for the rest of the year right like, the next exclusive playstation first party game is in february like it's there's never been no you know christmas holiday release for for the for sony so it's kind of like surprise what is there to play kind of a thing i mean i play ps4 games on my ps5 still like all the time currently i'm in the middle of the mass effect trilogy I'm having a great time because the mm -hmm. the legendary edition. I'm having a great time. It's it's the PS5 has made my experience better because my load times are incredibly fast. Like I I, I really enjoy every so often. There's a, a scene where I, I get on an elevator and it plays an audio clip and then it finishes before the audio clip does and <laughs> right, cuts yeah. it off. And that happens all the time. So like it, I, as much as people are like, there's nothing to play on it. There's still plenty of old stuff that did come out that I'm re, you know I'm playing through. And it's better because I'm playing it on on PS5. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as much as it's like, oh, you know, it wouldn't it be nice to to, you know, make some money off of PS5. It's so much better than my PS4. I would rather not get more money and just keep, you know. <laughs> yep, I agree with you, Mike. I definitely agree. And, and then the other thing, too, when it comes to the, the, the PS4 and PS5 games, is that the some of the gen the next gen plans have really been a bit problematic like i don't know if you've seen some of the rollouts there's been a lot of games where it's like oh here's the entitlement you know like you get did you buy assassin's creed valhalla on ps4 you get it for ps5 for free you know like those kind of things mm -hmm. and lately it's been a little confusing especially on the sony side because they've been releasing a bunch of games that have already been out on PS4 like with PS5 versions and they've been charging for the upgrade and people oh. are pissed about even though it was already like promised to be included well that's the thing like i mean a perfect example is they are releasing the game that i was talking about earlier is in february is Horizon Forbidden West which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn mm -hmm. was the last one so this is the sequel to that one they announced it when they announced the PS5 and they said it was coming out this year. And they also made a statement that said all of our games to help ease people in from the, the transition from PS4 to PS5 for the first little while will have free upgrades. And true to their word, Miles Morales had a free upgrade. And that's really it. They didn't really have any other games that were PS4 games to 
to PS5 games that really needed an upgrade. And then Ghost of Tsushima was the first game that they released. There's a new version of Ghost of Tsushima coming out. Well, it, it's already come out, actually. It's called the Director's Cut. Well, they were like, oh, it's a new version. It's got new stuff. The upgrade is like $30 if you already have the original to upgrade right. to, the, to, to PS5. And so it was like, okay, well, you get extra content. So I could see why you pay for it. But that's still like, you know, I bought Mortal Kombat 11 in April of 2019. And I got the free copy of that when it showed up on, on PS5. Like Doom Eternal, I got a free copy of man eater the shark game i got a free copy of when when ps5 hit you know like it's it's kind of like okay well why can't all these people do it just fine and you can't well horizon zero dawn or forbidden west they, they recently did an announcement of like hey here's the here's the day that it comes out pre-orders start last week and when the pre-order started they released like hey here's nine versions of the game that you can buy because of course there's 14 different collector's editions right uh-huh. and and it wasn't until you got to like the highest tier of the collector's editions that you were able to get a PS4 and PS5 copy with Horizons Forbidden West. And people were like, what is this shit? You promised this was going to be free. And and they actually, after a weekend of getting the shit kicked out of them, they they made a statement that was like, okay, we, we missed the mark on our announcement with this one. There will be a free entitlement for anybody who buys PS4, you get the PS5 version of Horizon. But going forward, it will be a $10 upgrade. Because I don't know if you know this, there was a talk of, of more expensive games, like the PS5 games are $10 more than PS4 games. So that's that's what they're saying. This is, is if you want the upgrade, it's you have to pay the $10 cost in difference right. to get the upgrade. And people are like, okay, well, at least that's communicated from now on. But that's still shitty. Like, why Why can't we get this for free? And I mean, Ubisoft actually kind of gave them a bit of a shit kick today because they posted a thing that's like, hey, Far Cry 6, if you buy it on PS4, you get it on a PS5 for free. You know, like they, they just let's rub some salt in that wound. But but they basically came back and they said, if you like, because people were like, here's you saying that this game will be free. And they said, I didn't specifically say that game would be free, but we said that for the the launch window you would get games for free well this is out of the launch window now so it's that that's their reasoning either way i think it's really dumb i well, i feel like i feel like the amount of money there is to be made is negligible when you compare it to the amount of credibility you lose by pissing off your consumer base by not making the upgrade free yeah no i agree with you for sure I think PR and stuff at this point in time, especially in in this age, is is way more important because yeah. then uh, we, you know you're going to build loyalty when you release the next game and something. Everybody's going to come back, right? Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, t- to me, it's it's. I mean, I obviously I, I gave that opinion just now, but it doesn't. It, for me, it's not. It's a non issue. I have a PS5. I can just buy the PS5 version and mm-hmm. and be happy. You know, like because I was reading about it, I'm like, oh, that sucks, and I'm like, wait, why do I care? I'm going to buy the PS5 version and be happy. But then, I mean, it's not all me. I'm not the only people who could buy a copy no. of the game, right? Like, so you, I want obviously other people to enjoy it as well and kind of in the same way that I am. Right? No, exactly. I mean, again, you and I are, are 37 year old men who have, you know, financial wealth that we couldn't possibly imagine. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, if you're, if you're 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, you, you don't, you can't really 
get a job. You know, you can kind of cut grass and that sort of stuff, but you can't go work at McDonald's. So, you know, $10, $15, $20, like that's, you know, it's, it's a su- substantial amount of money for somebody that age. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of putting them on a, a pain in the ass path, but I feel like in like a year from now, it's going to be the point where more exclusive PS five games are coming out and it will not even be an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if this game shortage or uh, chip shortage is going to extend the lifespan of this generation of consoles because, you know, you haven't been getting the games and people can barely get their hands on the consoles to begin with. You know, does it kind of count these first? Because when did it get released a year ago now? I guess November. It was right? it was November 2020. It was released, yeah, yeah. So almost a year. It's almost like this first year is like null and void. Right. Nothing's happened. Nobody can get these things. So now the console can live on for a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like some mm-hmm. great games come out for old consoles near the end of their life cycles because like they've had time to work with these like perfect example god of war 2 is one of the best games on playstation 2 and it came out after the ps3 he launched you know like it's it's by that point you know the developers have had a lot of time with these machines and they know how to make them purr yeah exactly they've got them zeroed in real nice yeah yeah well that was a lot of stuff we talked about there yeah Take yeah. us home, Mike. Take I think us I home. will. I think I will. That will do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, or reach us on Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome.